This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us on the opposition view is David from Wizards of Drivel. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well, lads. How are you? All good, mate. All very good. We are indeed. We're very, very good indeed. So, sir, Stoke City. It sounds like the kind of sentence that Watford FC is, Stoke City. It's it, it's probably not something that always is giving. And obviously you had some glory years in the, in the Premiership. Your home support was cheered to the rafters and cheering from the rafters. But obviously it's been a lean few years that you've had. How has this season gone? You've obviously had a change of manager, so there's been a jump in, in that. How did it feel before? How does it feel now you've gone from O'Neill to Alex Neil? Better better than we did at the start of the season. The mood is generally somewhat more positive now that Alex Neil's in charge. Not that Michael O'Neill I particularly disliked. I thought he was a good man doing a, a, a difficult job given the kind of, with the squad we got. Um, pre-season was quite negative from a fan's point of view. I always was like, you know, it's pre-season, who cares about the results kind of thing, but that certainly played into a sort of negative feeling. And then we just didn't start the season very well at all. And he got the chop quite unexpectedly. It was just sort of very out of the blue. And then it sort of became apparent that it was out of the blue because we were lining up Alex Neal and you know, riling the entire of Weir side uh, doing that. But um, it's not been a fantastic start for, uh, for Alex Neil. I'm always doing that. I'm always getting yeah. Neil, Neil. It's not been a fantastic start, but it's there's you can see the groundwork he's putting into place and there's a bit more optimism around the club now. So what, what's been the kind of the difference in the performances or the formation or the system? How, how has he kind of uh, brought a little bit more optimism to you? 
I would say it's more in application. Michael O'Neill was criticised for playing a, a 3-5-2 with wing-backs, and yeah. I always sort of contended that the problem wasn't really the formation. It was just sort of the way in which we approach games that cost us. And Alex Neal has played that same formation, but we just seem a bit more dangerous with it. He's playing the front two further up the pitch. We we seem to be doing more in the wing-back areas. And we just seem it just seems like, and this is such an intangible thing, but it just seems like the players know their jobs a hell of a lot clearer than they do than they did under Michael O'Neill. So I would for for that I would uh, suggest someone like Jordan Thompson or Lewis Baker in the midfield. They are much more assured of their position now. They've got a bit more freedom. The centre halves seem a bit more well organised. And a bit a big refreshing thing for me was in his post match interviews, even after the Reading game, which we lost and was awful, an awful performance. He not only sort of explained where where it went wrong from maybe a psychological point of view, but it explained where it went wrong from a tactical point of view when we'd been missing that. There's a sort of reassurance about Alex Neal that he actually does know where to improve and where to kind of fix mistakes. Seems very reasonable. You mentioned you mentioned wingbacks. Some, some, something that we'd love to be able to talk about because uh, we don't have any. Uh, or, or, or they've been injured, shot, or, or sold to Italy. One of the four. <laughs> uh, anyway, you mentioned there Lewis Baker in the middle, who's your top scorer, but from central midfield. Mm. Tell us a little bit about him and how he's kind of getting into positions to... He's got four goals already this season. How is he getting into those, those positions? And is he getting into those positions to score more now with Alex Neal rather than O'Neill? You're right, it's horrible, isn't it? O'Neill, yeah. Or O'Neill, yes, indeed. I, I think... Baker's pretty much continued where he's left off goals wise. He's he's more all action in the midfield, perhaps under Alex Neal. It's small sample size of games, I know, but yep. um what Lewis Baker has is a real confidence and ability to strike the ball from distance. I think he scored since he signed for us January last season. I think he scored nine goals from outside the area. He's got an absolute shot on him and he just manages to find a position. 20, 25 yards out, and he'll just have a go. And sometimes you think, oh, keeper could have done better there. But he's just, he's hitting him with such venom sometimes that it's kind of confounding keepers. He's also been on pens, which I don't think he scored on this season, but uh, that might have added to his goal tally as well. But he's just a really classy operator. And we, we've missed that in the midfield. Like, obviously, he was kind of a bit of a byword for like those Chelsea players who just sit there at Chelsea and don't do anything with their careers. But now he's actually <laughs> playing football and it's like, oh, there's a reason he was maybe at Chelsea in the first place because he's actually quite good at football. Yeah, he's he's our captain this season since the departure of Joe Allen. And he's I think he's relishing just being the big fish in a small pond. You mentioned there the departure. What what a segue! Uh, the the kind of the departures in terms of people moving on, and you mentioned obviously Joe Allen, who was obviously very well known for his time previously at Swansea, and obviously at Liverpool before you got him. But you've also lost a, a lost a few other players in people like Benikafobi. Kind of just kind of went off and carried on with Millwall. He was kind of come to us at one point, then he was going to go to Bruges, and now he's back there, etc. But you brought in people like Josh Laurent, and you've also brought in Liam Delap, the centre forward from Man City. How are the, how are those two kind of getting on and how we, are there any players that you're missing and are there any players who've been impressing that you brought in from uh, you know in terms of new arrivals yeah so uh, I think that the headline uh, new signing for us was Dwight Gale who uh, you guys mentioned uh, um, yes. perennially linked with you guys uh, and conversely I think you've got have you got Keenan Davis we do we have 
perennially yeah. linked with Stoke and the like. So it was kind of a weird thing how that's happened. So Dwight Gales was like the headline big name signing for us, free transfer from Newcastle United. And like the thing about him was everyone said, oh, he scores goals in the championship. He's a championship goal scorer. He'll score those goals in the championship. Has not scored yet. Um, <laughs> now, this is where the thing of Stoke being cursed comes into it because... Ooh, oh, we like oh I'm glad you've got cursed as well. This is like top trumps of curses. We're yeah. going to play our card on you and see if you can beat ours. Go on. <laughs> the thing with Dwight Gale, right, is he's played well. He's linked up really well. in, in the, When we've played really well, he's linked up really well with uh, the midfield. He's gotten into good positions. He's a really, he's a really uh, strong player, a good like battler. Um <laughs> Uh, and he scored, I believe, at current count, six goals that have been ruled out for offside. Three of them completely unjustly, right? So, so that's so that's the slight curse element to it. And we also have Liam Delap, as you mentioned, yeah. on loan from Manchester City. The next, like, talked about Man City youth prospect coming through the system. You know, Pep Guardiola apparently wanted to keep him around the squad. You know, like, give, give he's got some Champions League minutes under his belt, I think. Um, and, like, oh, this is the guy who's, you know, obviously they've signed Haaland, but maybe this could be the season where Liam Delap comes in and, uh, you know, gets some minutes from Man City. Has he scored yet? No. Um, so- <laughs> Spot on a theme, eh? Yeah. I like it a lot. But there is one Stoke striker who scores goals. Uh, Jacob Brown, who I love. Excellent player. Real 110% committed. Just a sort of John Walters-esque figure for us. Um, and just the fans all love him for his hard work. And he's added goals to his game in recent seasons as well. He's He's just been tremendous. Where does he play now? Wing back. Okay, oh. so <laughs> the, the oh. goals are the goals are moving away from the attacking positions. It's it's a it's a whole concept that we're working on where we pack the rest of the pitch with goals apart from the front two. Um, but but again, Liam Delap is a really good footballer, and he's 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 been really good for us. So yeah, despite the fact that two of the like most exciting signings we've made this season have not scored yet, I do still quite like them. Uh, let's see. In 10 games time if I still feel that way and of course Liam Delap carries a family name much much connected to to the Potteries of course yeah so it was just the ro- the romance of it as well as the sort of uh, exciting prospect nature of it it's like oh wouldn't it be great like his first game at the Britannia like he, sc- he scores a hat trick and it's like the Delap legacy at Stoke maybe even if, what if he scores from a throw in or something uh, no he's just not scored so yet. This, I'm um, taking this is Rory's son this is Rory's it? son yeah right yeah. he of the long throw we're um, doing a fine line in sons of former players or former players in general oh, so we've got this Sean is like Mike, a great game of top trumps we could do this as well brilliant carry on <laughs> we've got Tyrese Campbell so our front three could be, could be Tyrese Campbell son of Kevin uh, Liam Delap, son of Rory, and DiMaggio Wright Phillips, son of Sean, grandson of Ian Wright. Uh, so we've we've got such such pedigree in there, but Stoke nil, QPR nil. <laughs> no no goals, no goals ordained from the fathers there. Um, but yeah, it's it is it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't worry. The the Watford defensive unit is homing into view. Uh, that that we'll, we'll put all of that right. We we like we're like a jump starter for every other club season sometimes. <laughs> right. but, oh, hey. oh, we feel that way as well. That's nice. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. I, I want to know about the curse. I want to know about the curse because last year we had uh, we had a player called Emmanuel Dennis who who this mm. year has 
has been signed, obviously, by Nottingham Forest. As with the Great Migration, everybody has moved to Nottingham. I think um, I've signed for them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought you had. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're on loan. You're fine. Um, <laughs> but because because he didn't go to the African Cup of Nations, we basically the whole of Nigeria descended on on every Watford social media ever and have cursed us to 600 years continued relegation, um, <laughs> which which is which is quite a curse. But we think probably was in line with the business plan anyway last season. So we've that off. <laughs> Well, year one, it worked, of course, their curse. Year one, we got yeah. relegated, so yeah. we've we got to try and battle hard to make sure it doesn't. So does this curse impact Udinese? It doesn't, unfortunately, no. No, yeah. no, because they presumably released their Nigerians if they had any to, uh, <laughs> whereas we didn't, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. never mind. So, so we, want to, we want to know about your curse and whether you can beat that. That's very good. Last year, we had Pochettino's son. We went through, we, went, we also went through a spell of basically signing people and putting them in the under-23s who sounded like they'd be fantastic in the early 90s. Pochettino, Dennis Wise's son. You know, God, any- Wasn't it Burkamp's son? Oh, we have Burkamp's son. It sounded yeah. brilliant. It, yeah, needless to say, all released. But there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not with us anymore. Yeah. Sports. Uh- now on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament, covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. So, so I, I could give you a, a whistle-stop tour of Stoke curses, like dating back to the 70s. My, 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 yes. my dad, like, so Stoke, ha, until 2011, had never been in an FA Cup final. And in the 70s, we had a great team with Gordon Banks and uh, yeah. Terry Conroy, John Ritchie, uh, Alan Hudson, players like that. And uh, we played Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final and were disallowed a winning goal because the linesman confused our white away shirt with the uh, programme seller walking around the other side of the pit. Um, <laughs> then ridiculous. later in the 70s, that amazing 70s team was dismantled because the roof blew off the Victoria stand, uh, a Victoria ground yeah. um, Butler Street stand roof. So we had to sell like Jimmy Green off to Man United for like 3p. Um, <laughs> and so whole team disintegrates. We had, until Derby came along, the worst uh, top flight season ever. Well done, then Derby. We... Well done, everybody. Yeah. yeah. 20... Well done. 23 years in the wilderness. Uh, get back up under Tony Pulis. We're, by and large, fine. The glory days, if you like. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> he, he retired yesterday, Charlie Adam. Now, Charlie Adam did a few things for Stoke that seemed a bit cursed. But the highlight for me was last-minute penalty to win a game against Brighton, Right, uh, you know, relegation rivals, crucial game. Not only does he have the initial penalty save, but he has a 10-yard head start on every other sodding Brighton defender but they still beat him to the ball because Charlie Adam carry, was carrying a little bit of timber. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we're absolutely stuffed. Uh, but yeah, even even now, I still think like our injuries are ridiculous. Our best wing back, Josh Tymon, perennially, per, perennially injured. Nick Powell, 
injured all the time, despite ah. like, everyone knows he's made of biscuits, but he we just like <laughs> he's he's so good on his day, and then it's like, oh, that's three games in a row for Nick Powell. Like this is exciting stuff, and then then he gets injured for six months again. And Harry Sutar, probably the best centre half in the league, gets injured playing for Australia, which is a country he's not even from. Um, <laughs> Oh dear. I didn't expect to come on this podcast so bitter, but no, I'm just no, remembering things. <laughs> this is brilliant. I mean, this this whole preview thing has basically just been like a large therapy session for everybody in the <laughs> yeah. NFL. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're miserable. How are you? Oh my god. Yeah. And we're we're happy because we're not in the premiership anymore. We, I mean, you know. <laughs> we we I had exactly that. I went to watch Sheffield United Sunderland earlier this season with a Sunderland supporting friend of mine, and it was sat there with a blade, a Mackham and me. All in this pub in Sheffield, being like, "Our club's just the worst. We're horrible. Like, we're, just, we're doomed." You're all uh, like putting a red and white stripes curse thing yeah, together at that. Exactly. Point. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a, we've got a player made of glass, not biscuits. In uh, in Saar, do we think he's going to be back after the international break for us? Probably not. Well, the the the, the modus operandi with Saar is that he basically kind of runs for about. 30 seconds falls over everybody comes in and carries him off we basically see lots of talk about him kind of i don't know kind of bouncing up and down on a trampette in training saying he'll be back soon <laughs> international international schedule comes along and what was it what was it you described it as oh was it's it? uh senegalese super glue i think it is so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they basically they insist on having him even though he can't, he's got no leg or something they kind of patch him together push him out he scores a spectacular goal comes back gets injured again rinse and repeat you know, ah, so, so you've got a Jordan Shakiri. That's exactly what Jordan Shakiri was. <laughs> Swiss super glue in our case. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think he'll probably come back and still be injured, Moni. He'll play well for Senegal and then he'll come back to us. Oh, but you didn't actually get over your injury. It's all very it's all very mysterious. What It'll be one on. of those things where he plays seven minutes and then they say they're basically, you know, kind of managing his workload or something because <laughs> a flight from Dakar is going to exhaust him or something or other like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Superb stuff. You mentioned Nick Powell there. You mentioned he's made of biscuits, which I like a lot, but... He's he is a potentially very good player. Mm. Is it is it literally just his availability that that, that is seeing him on the bench most of the time at the moment? I think yeah, that's it. When he when he's had a run of games, he's looked fantastic and can look like one of the best players in the league on his day. He's just got such a an eye for a pass and uh, can just really turn a rank ordinary performance into a really good performance in just a few passes. Uh, and he's also a fantastic shithouse as well. He's just so good at getting <laughs> foul, um, which, which we all enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, if he's starting to come back, he was on the bench last couple of games. If he, if he can play, I'll be very excited. For about fifty minutes until he gets injured. We've got a couple. We've got a couple of players that you've got of uh, old ones of ours, which would be interesting to see. So um, uh, Jack Bonham, how's he been getting on? Because he had a very hugely unfortunate single appearance at Watford. Oh, God, yeah. uh, <laughs> you, 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 you talk about a curse. This one is this one is up there with somebody made of biscuits. But but we, we, we're happy that he's gone on to have a career. How has his career been once he's been at Stoke? Weird. It's he was. <laughs> Initially signed, I think, to be third-choice goalkeeper because we had Adam Davis, who I think has gone to Sheffield United, not sure, uh, and then Joe Bursick, England under-21 keeper, as, like, backup. 
And then we thought Bonham would be third choice. But we sold Adam Davis, not entirely sure why. And then so started with Bursic as number one and then Bonham as number two. But then they've sort of, you know, flipped around quite a bit. There's quite there's been quite a bit of rotation amongst the goalkeepers. He can look good for three or four games and then throw an absolute rick in the fifth. He's he's not entirely confidence inspiring, uh, unfortunately. Uh, he's um, one his one of my appearance for us would have been one of those fifth games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. weird game though, because it, it was the Leeds game, wasn't it? Final game of the season. We, we needed we needed to win it to go up. It's a good job we didn't, otherwise this podcast wouldn't have its name. Correct. But um, Almunia got injured in the warm up. Oh, oh, the lad Jonathan Bond who came on. I, I think I'm right in saying dirty Leeds injured him um, <laughs> with 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 some you know normal skullduggery and shithousery. And then he came on and he he'd literally been been told I think that week that he was being released by the club. And he was going to be, he'd only got his boots to do the warm up, literally, because he was third, he was third keeper. Because one got injured, hit, oh, you're on the bench. And then he gets in and he played, and he basically threw two, uh, two of their goals in. Um, and he kind of, uh, gave a reasonable aside, I think, for the third from memory as well. But the we just need to have this. And he kind of came out and the bloke just chipped him and it was just, oh, God, time standing still now, isn't it? It was like that moment yeah. from The Matrix where you just go, oh, why did I start supporting this fucking club? But anyway, <laughs> we've all had those moments. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind. So Weird is a very good assessment of a player. I like that a lot. Another player that that, that we had and came down and um, at last season when we were already having a bad time, you came up down and battered us in the the, uh, in the League Cup 3-1. I have oh, to give that a mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, including a certain Ben Wilmot. You, you mentioned earlier on about, I don't know why we sold him. It's kind of, there must have been a reason. Ben Wilmot falls into that category for us because he kind of, he had some good moments. He looked like he knew how to defend. And uh, for some reason, he sort of fell out of favour. And we bought in people for whom defending, strangely, was a was a four-letter word, it seemed, on occasions. <laughs> and we already let him go up to you. How's he, how's he got on over the last kind of 18 months? I really like Ben Wilmot. I think he's a he's a top top. Uh, uh, oh God! I, fe- I suddenly became very Harry Red now. I'm saying top top. Uh, he's he's a really good. He's a you really good. It just in time. Yeah. yeah, he's a really good centre half on his day. Um, I, I think he's progressing really well. Perhaps at the start of his Stoke career, he had one or two mistakes in him, but he's he's starting to iron those out. Bizarrely, he's been played at right back and right wing back slightly more than I'd like. He's obviously not a, a wing back, definitely, but he's he's a really good passer of the ball. He's got a really good long pass on him. Is also surprised what which surprised me. He's got a fantastic shot on him. Uh, you think he scored a goal of the season contender for us last season against Preston from about 40 yards out. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with him. I think we, if we get Harry Sutar back soon, him and Sutar could be a real force at the back for us. I think he's maybe needed a more experienced head. I know Sutar's not really experienced, but he's needed a more experienced head with him to help develop him. We have got Phil Jagielka there and hopefully maybe some residual Jagielka magic might rub off as well. How old is he now, Jagielka? 40. 104. He's got to be about 38, 39 years old, isn't he? He's 40. He's 40? Yeah. Bloody hell. Oh, okay. How we could do with Ben Wilmot this season, though, Peter? I mean, our our centre defence has been a joke. It would. How could he have been any worse than what we've kept, I wonder? Well, it was daft because we we signed him uh, from Stevenage. He went off for a season at... Swansea, Swansea loved him mm. scoring in the, scoring in the the Cardiff. Obviously, Derby didn't didn't hurt that one, especially bearing in mind it was a one 0 win. They were they were keen as anything to keep him. Obviously, Steve Cooper there was very keen on him as well. Had worked with him in the England under embryos, whatever they were, and and we thought, oh great, when we came down, he's going to get he's going to get a run, and he did get a little run for a certain period of time, but then just fell out of favour. Mm. Pretty inexplicable. Mm. Never mind. Anyway, thank you. We must come 
two, where the rubber hits the road, which is the least impressive of all things that we do here at Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, which is a long and impressive list of unimpressive things that we do here, um, which is the prediction league this season. So we had a flurry of activity last week because we had a draw and everybody went for a draw. So hitherto, hitherto, the EFL, of, of whom, David, you will be representing tonight, had been shite with bells on, other than other than Rotherham and Ant from Sunderland. Well done, Ant, because he'll probably be listening because he'll want to know whether he's getting a shout-out. Here you go. He predicted a two-wall draw, which indeed it was. I'm predicting for Carl in his absence at the moment, and Justin is predicting for himself. But we always start with our guest. Currently, leading is Justin with seven points. The EFL are on six points due to Ant, and me, despite getting a draw, despite getting some points last year, slip into bottom as my, my proxy <laughs> position for Carl. But we start with you, David. When we play Stoke City, what do you think the score might be? One all. Oh, we've taken the one all. We've done it. Oh. One, one one is where the clever money goes, everybody. Bugger. This is this is very good. This that and it's it's where Justin lives. Basically, if Justin has a postcode, it's one one. It's one one. Okay, so in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say Watford are gonna come out and have a two-one win. There you go. Who's scoring um, these goals, Peter? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing them Saturday week. <laughs> this, right. is, this is all about optimism. This is nothing about you can keep your realistic, pragmatic stuff and take it where you want. I'm being optimistic. Two-one. We're gonna we're gonna start fighting back. Did you did you see that uh, Benjamin Bloom described the uh, the draw against Sunderland as a Desmond? Uh, on his channel, and I was going, what? 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. There you go. There I, got, you go. I got it eventually. Um, well, so 2-1 one and 1-1. One, one. Hmm. I can't have either of those, can I, Peter? Why am I always last in this pecking order? There, there because seems to be... you're still, despite your best efforts, leading the table. Therefore, you have to go last. Well... And, you're not, and you're not our guest. Right, okay. So, I can't see us winning. We haven't won in seven. Is that correct? We haven't won away this season. We're not scoring any goals. I can't have 1-1. One, one. I don't want to go 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to go nil-nil. You can understand why I'm doing the optimistic part, don't you, Dave? <laughs> well, I would have gone 1-1, but it got snatched from beneath me, so I'll go nil-nil. But I just can't see where we're going to score from. It's just just not happening. We scored two last week. Yeah, I grant, I grant one was an own that, goal, if you remember yeah. rightly. Yes, but it was scored by a Watford Academy product. So, oh, you that's know, true, yeah. Everyone well, counts. In fact, no, he's true. no longer playing for Watford. He's neither here nor there. Very true. You know, yeah, okay. We are not above charity. You know this. No. I actually think we're going to lose, but I'll go nil-nil because I don't want to say that. I'm not going to say Stoke won Watford nil or whatever. I'm going to go nil-nil. But yeah. Oh, well, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? I'm going to be away. So I'm going to try and catch that on a on a stream somewhere. And Oh, dear. This yeah. is bad, isn't it? And Because the game you watched when you were away last year was... was... painful. It was Leeds. And then Moonos uh, yes. got sacked the next day. So, yeah. Well, in fairness, it was a Monday. Somebody was bound to be sacked at Watford. I mean, you know, it happens. There <laughs> true, we go. Very true. Well, fantastic. Look, David, thank you so much for joining us. We, we've we've compared wingbacks. We've con- we've compared curses, which I enjoyed a lot. And we've now got our, our EFL predictions for, for I think it's fair to say, the least anticipated piece of entertainment that we put on this, this season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mainly, mainly because absolutely nobody seems to be able to predict a result. But the clever money as ever, is 1-1. David's done a good job for the EFL. Yes, he he's been listening, I think. All right, David, listen, we'll do this on the reverse, fix, uh, the reverse fixture when, you, when you're coming down to Vicarage Road, if that's all right, if you're willing to uh, join us again. No problem at all. Superb. Wonderful stuff, Dave. 
And uh, good luck to you for the rest of the season, unless you're playing us, of course, in which case we'll just pause that on that on those particular games. But I uh, hope you do all right for the rest of the season. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. My absolute pleasure, lads. All the best. Cheers. Cheers, David. Podcast Network. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.